The following show contains spoilers for episode one of Survivor 43. Hello again. Hello again. Here we are at the start, the second start of a new Survivor season, season 43. Uh, Here we are. At RNG show, doing our fantasy podcast. Uh, we did a whole big draft. We each picked a team. There's three of us. There's me, Toon. I'm joined by my friends, Soaring. Hello. And Fred. Hello. And Again. Yep. Again. And we've each picked six people to be on our team throughout the season. Uh, they'll do cool stuff like find idols or win challenges. Once Maybe they'll just like out. sulk around the camp for you know, th- thirty <laughs> days, whatever it is now. <laughs> Once they get voted out, we don't get points for them anymore. Uh, but halfway through the season, we will draft again, and we will be balanced out in terms of our people. So uh, maybe someone has a chance at a second wind, or uh, to just make some slightly more intelligent picks. Yeah. So when you know Baka loses every single. Uh, challenge from here on out, uh-huh. and then Toon has two people. You will be stuck at zero people. Yeah, I'll be able to suck up all the other good people from not Baka Tribe. That was my goal right. the whole time. From our superior picks. Yes. Watch it finally happen. Watch me finally like pick a starting draft that would win me the game, and then and then we do this redraft and. Wah, wah, wah. I mean, I definitely stole the game from somebody last time. Yes. We would just need to run the numbers to find out exactly who had the best starting selection. It was probably Fred, right? Yes. If we didn't trade, I won. (laughs) Fred has run the numbers. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did that. So we'll see if anyone trades with me ever again. But (laughs) uh, we've got a new big premiere episode for the new era uh so we'll talk about it a little bit and later on we'll go over the points that all these individual people earned for us we'll talk about the future and it'll be lots and of fun. the now so uh episode starts we're on a boat we're on a beach we're doing a challenge everyone's kind of talking they're chatting it feels very normal Right. It definitely feels like a survivor season. Like of all of the starts to a season, this is definitely one of this the most This is certainly a generic. way to start one of them. It's definitely the start of a season of survivor. <laughs> Am I right, fellas? Yeah, and I mean like I think that really ties into like our lack of enthusiasm around our draft as well. It's like these people are all fine. <laughs> They're all very normal, yeah. I, yeah, I guess that's the way to put it, which in a way is a good thing, but as we kind of go through, like, the people who are actual, like, fun characters to watch on TV definitely stand out much more than a lot of the people who are just kind of more, like, you know, being there. Which is okay, because you want some sort of actual psychopath Cody <laughs> Asenmacher. Cody is crazy i cannot get a read on this freak he's much more fun than i thought he would be he's really fun as a character i have no idea what his deal is because like for everyone else by the end of the episode i had a pretty good idea of 
what their goals are, kind of what they're going to play like, who they're making connections with, who they might work well with. Cody is just an enigma. <laughs> I have no idea what he's thinking or like what his game plan is, who he's like actually connected to. Cause he's like just lying to Jesse and NECA about what he does. So he's just playing very bizarre and all of his confessionals where he's supposed to like explain himself. He's just like being a weirdo. He's just like, <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. I'm vibing. I'm having a great time. Do you think I, he's found like some, some weed on the island, just growing on the island. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, hell yeah, dude. Maybe, maybe he learned that on in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I guess if we're, Thinking of our interesting people, we definitely have Cody, who made a splash, and then also who's been a lot more fun to watch than I thought has been Sammy as well, who at first, especially from like the interviews he gave preseason, I expected to be like pretty clueless and very like overconfident, but in a way, like the confidence was founded because. <laughs> he you know at least through the first part of the episode he's like a big asset in the challenge and he's super helpful at helping them solve the puzzle and he's able to like get the fire started while also like giving relatively like funny engaging confessionals and yeah. i think really the didn't old college try from because him. he is in college <laughs> So, I don't know. I thought Sammy stuck out in a much more positive light than I expected. Oh, for sure. Because Sammy was, like, one of the never drafts for me, basically. Uh-huh. But this is just... This is basically the exact situation that somebody like... What was his name from 41? The young guy from that one? JD. JD. Denver? I was going to say JT, but oh. I was like, that's the, that's the, that's the other one. Um, yeah, like, this is what Sammy's doing now, the way he's acting, the, like, uh, tribe he's with is pretty much exactly what JD would have wanted to be. Right. And where he would have wanted to be, but just didn't get that and just didn't, you know, set himself up properly. But Sammy's just, like, chilling. And, like, you know, it's possible that he still doesn't quite have the connections. Uh, however, after, you know, the vote that we'll get to. Mm Mm-hmm. I think he still has like a good opportunity where nobody's really putting a target on him in the slightest. I am. Oh. But why? He's just so adorable. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sammy Sammy's been a surprise. The other one that kind of surprised me, she didn't get a ton of attention because like obviously they didn't go to tribal, but Cassidy also totally threw me off mm-hmm. yeah. in how she like acted her personality this was very different from like preseason coverage yeah preseason yeah. all felt there's like very like you know nice naive and just kind of like trying to have fun or something but yeah. the yeah. approach in the episode was a lot more like serious and focused than yeah than i expected because i drafted her kind of expecting this very sweet but a little ditzy like very oh i love nature somebody who's like very out of their element 
Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe like in their element in terms of like the nature, but like in the wrong way. Like not necessarily. Yeah. Like they're, they're not for survivor. Like they'd either be in the nature, but they wouldn't be in the game. Yeah. Yeah. And that's sort of what I expected. I expected her to be a fun character that like can make a good connection and maybe get far through that. But you know, the one or two confessions we got, she is, like you said, very focused, very thoughtful and methodical about what she's doing and like the connections that she's making. And that totally threw me off because like, I didn't draft her for that, but I am Uh ecstatic to hear it. For sure. Yeah. It's definitely going to be a lot more fun to watch her, especially if she ends up having like this sort of multifaceted like presentation or like personality uh, as like a dynamic character, I think will be will be fun. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how the Coco alliances shake out. But you know, speaking of you know people who maybe went a bit against our expectations, Gabler, what the heck, man? <laughs> yeah, it, yo, Gabler's think, crazy. Yeah, I think coming into this, it was hard to pin down exactly what we were getting into with Gabler, but he's definitely just i guess the so thing is, he's not like he's not totally unhinged right he yeah, like that, has this level of realism like to extremely, him he's like extremely naive he's like yeah. a, a wishful child who hasn't like i guess had the reality of the it. world yeah no i i totally agree with that and like uh, f- for some context we we've kind of <laughs> you know skipped over everything that actually happened but in the in the immunity challenge, the it ended up with Gabler and Sammy working on the the ball maze at the right. end, and they were sort of like bickering and you know, um, not really agreeing on what to do and all that, and it was, they yeah, ended up losing. It, it was really interesting the way the social dynamics played out there for Sammy, who's like you know essentially a little kid compared to mike is being like dude like you gotta help me out and mike's like i'm i am i am helping (laughs) yeah (laughs) and maybe i would have expected mike to be the one who's like shut up we gotta get serious like you know set things straight but it was just very i guess passive in that interaction which isn't what i expected for sure but the result of that is that they lose and they go back to camp. And I think Gabler feeling this sort of guilt about the <laughs> end of the challenge and, you know, how Sammy responded to it. Right. Uh, calls everyone into like a try. Well, this is like as goes, soon as they walk back from the challenge, like as soon as they're allowed to yeah. talk again, because I forget who it was, but it's like, we should go like check the fire. Right. Or was that mm-hmm. that different? I think that was right now. So it's I don't like remember. I think they walk back from the challenge, and as soon as they're allowed to talk, he's like, "Guys, yeah, 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 guys." <laughs> yeah, and so he calls everyone and goes, gives some sort of speech about you know, oh, we did our best, blah blah blah. Uh, I'm gonna play my shot in the dark. <laughs> and everyone's like, like what? huh? <laughs> and for what, man? Because like they they he told them about his idol. So they know he has it, and instead of being like, hey, I'm going to play it, or I'm not going to play it, or whatever, he's like, I'm going to play my shot in the dark, and just leave it up to chance. And everyone's like, why? (laughs) Why would you do that? 
and he's like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. This is, you know, what I want to do. I know what I'm talking about. I know, I, I know yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's like, all right, now, you know, I'm done. Let's, you know, work on the fire and split up. And then they split up. And then he goes to the fire with uh, Ellie, Ellie and, and Owen. Owen. And Ellie goes, hey, Gabler, we, like, need your vote. So maybe don't do that. Gabler's like, oh, oh okay, okay, I won't, I won't do it then. <laughs> it's like, so what was the point? It's just. It, Remember when you risked your vote earlier today? It's crazy because it's just the most. It's just he speed ran, showing everyone how incompetent he is as a player, and also the fact that he has no backbone for his decisions. Yeah, like immediately folding on it instantly. Yeah, so it's just like I've never seen somebody plummet faster in the like power rankings of a season faster <laughs> than Gabler. It's yeah, it's like no longer an option to like take him seriously. <laughs> yeah. Basically. It's just so silly. And I don't even know what the like what the point was. It was something about like honor, right? Something like that. He was but like, it's, man. it's like only fair. I don't know. He because he like didn't want to use the idol because it was like something. I don't know. It's odd, but you know what? I mean, it kind of worked, I guess, in that he wasn't a target. But it's not like he was going to be one, anyways. Yeah, and now it really just feels like everyone is aware of the fact that they can't work with him yeah but maybe maybe you know it's this moment of panic from being in the you know the champion spot of the challenge and now he's learned and now he'll you know be good going forward who knows maybe but we'll i think on this tribe he's definitely lost his kind of when you're in that spot. position you come back to camp and he's like i'm sorry guys i screwed up let's try better next time yeah i think he might be too in his own head about being an outsider because he brought that up a lot, or at least that's what we were, like, shown a lot of. is just being like, I'm old, I'm on the outside, I need to, like, appease them and work my way in. And I feel like with this group that uh, they weren't necessarily just going to, like, exclude him straight out. At least, yeah. like, from my impressions of their interactions. Yeah. If anything, <laughs> this was a funny comment where Owen was walking with, with him, and this was earlier on. It was like, "Hey, you know, like if I hear your name, I'll tell you." And you know, sound good. And then Mike just looks like kind of silent for a couple seconds. He's like, "Well, we should go back to camp." <laughs> no, he, no, 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 not even that. He's like, "Well, let's hope we don't go to tribal." Yeah, it's, it's just like so not comforting. <laughs> yeah, it's not what you say in that situation at all. Yeah, even if it's just a you know a very meaningless like oh yeah for sure dude I got you or whatever you know it's just like instead of neutral or affirming it it's just like shutting it down completely yeah. so it's just not putting himself like in a good spot early on so who knows what what happens with Gabler but it's definitely shifted from like Jeff Probst does <laughs> it's definitely shifted for me from like oh like contender to be a serious element to more like probably around for a little bit for like comic relief yeah especially i guess compared to 
uh, Mike from last season, who was like a little silly as a character, but also like put serious effort into like playing the game. He he just had way more brain behind his <laughs> actions. Right. Yeah. So there, there's Gabler. Um, so those were mostly the the people who I guess were opposite our expectations. I guess those who aligned well with our expectations definitely Carla, right? Carla definitely, yeah. Like comes out she the gate off... like very like dynamic character. We hear a lot about her. She gives us a lot of perspective on like where she's at in her tribe and like the options she has for alliances. She has like a lot of good conversations with multiple people. Yeah, she establishes really solid connections with pretty much everyone on her tribe. And she's, you know, right smack dab in the middle of all of them. And Uh, and for someone who I think has, like, a a big personality, too, she doesn't come off as too, like, over-the-top or overwhelming and is more just, like, interesting. Right, and she feels very understated in how she's playing which is a great thing because especially looking at how she handled the the island trip with you know not risking your vote because she understands that Mm -hmm. having a vote this early is incredibly important that the you know the way she thought through it and talked about it i'm like cool she's not she's thinking through it really intelligently right it wasn't the just one concern choice randomly made yeah the only concern is that it's possible that this sort of really conscientious uh attitude could lead her to not make the splash that she needs to you know win in the end hypothetically right but i'm still very happy with her on my team because it feels like she's in no way shape or form at risk you know either at her own detriment or somebody else's decision, right? It just doesn't feel like there's any risk for her. From yeah, any I mean, certainly one of the major things in recent seasons has been like threat level management, and I think she is in a good slot for doing that and not overexposing herself as like a huge threat too much. Yeah, though that you know makes her chances pretty good and she's not i mean you know like one of the concerns that i think i brought up in the draft was like it doesn't seem like she's immediately like one of the worst people on the the tribe in terms of challenges or anything so Mm -hmm. she has a little more security there where they won't necessarily immediately like want to vote her off in like if they just don't have any other reason yeah and even in that regard, even if she was a bit weaker, which I don't think she is, there Geo exists. Exactly. She like you already has the, the weaker target. So even from that perspective where they're trying to take out either, you know, somebody that's gonna be strong going into the merge early, you know, somebody with that uh challenge challenge strength, it wouldn't be her. If they're trying to make their tribe stronger, it won't be her. If they're trying to take out somebody who's playing really hard in a strategic threat it won't be her right so it's just like she's in that goldilocks spot where she's just not doing anything that would put a target on her and is making really 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 good 
connections with pretty much everyone even the people that aren't that weren't like the main alliance because i think it was originally uh the three girls and james was like the initial four she also made a really good connection with geo and Mm -hmm. so she also has an option there where if one of the four one of that initial four needs to you know be voted out for whatever reason maybe they're playing too hard maybe they're doing something weird then geo becomes her number yeah it's interesting to compare her to someone like dwight where carla is like in the middle of every person in like a really good way and she's connected to everyone compared to Dwight who is like not connected to anyone is and is on like the complete outside yeah honestly Dwight just can't catch a break (laughs) I feel a little bad like of course we put him last in our trap so clearly what made sense there's like no one on this tribe who is like going to be able to really get along with Dwight yeah and it's really but even he's not he's not being portrayed as like super annoying or anything he's just not finding that inroad dwight really doesn't really have he's not he's not a people person really is what it comes down to he doesn't have the personality type that's going to immediately forge connections with you and maybe if you know throughout the course of the game like he'll have some experience that will deepen his bond with somebody like i don't know maybe he'll get pulled off on like a you know secret you know summit island and mm-hmm. there'll be some some hardship they encounter there or they'll he'll be talking to whoever he goes with and they're gonna bond over some shared experience yeah it definitely didn't happen with uh gabler and carla though right but like even outside of what he's doing i feel like he's just constantly getting unlucky right because like he comes back from that trip and just tells them exactly what happened and then cody goes to like jesse uh and neca maybe i or maybe just jesse i don't remember and is like oh i don't believe a word of that story Hmm. i'm like why why (laughs) like I don't know, man. I, I, you know, don't think Dwight has much potential still, but, like, it's it still feels unfair. Like, he's not doing anything wrong, really. Yeah, it's just, he's just put in, a, <laughs> in an unfortunate spot, and I don't know if he's going to be able to, like, save himself before it's too late. However, I guess it is true, like, if this tribe goes to tribal council... Because they aren't necessarily super negative on him, it's possible that someone like Jesse utilizes him as a number. Yeah. Um, because Jesse is put in sort of like this middle spot. And I think Jesse is an interesting case because, you know, obviously we kind of had a high opinion of him preseason. And for the first part of the episode, he's definitely a little more low-key. But... He's extremely low-key. Uh, borderline invisible. <laughs> he doesn't exist for the first, like, 20 to 30 minutes of the episode. It's crazy. He also, like, doesn't seem to be making a huge social impact within the tribe either. Like, yeah, well, I, I think, think it's... anybody hates him. I think people generally have a positive opinion right. of him, but he hasn't solidified, like, any connections with anyone, you know, person or group yeah he's a little soft-spoken and like the show also sets up this really 
interesting like dynamic where he can almost kind of choose if he wants to like ride more with Cody and NECA as like a group or with uh, Justine and Noel as a group are kind of like two duos mm-hmm. that formed. Um, and it's interesting because I was thinking like with Justine and Noel, like if you're Jesse, it's going to be a lot harder to sort of break in fairly to that group because they're probably always going to be more loyal to each other versus like a Cody and Nadeka where it might be like more unpredictable, but you could still like not necessarily be the automatic number three. Yeah. So it's an interesting spot to be in for Jesse because it is a really good spot. He's in the middle between two seemingly solid alliances, but Cody, like I said, is so hard to read that siding with him and NECA while being more on equal footing with them also feels way, way more risky because yep. he just like talking to Cody and seeing how he plays. Obviously, you know, they don't necessarily know that he's playing or lying, but like <laughs> seeing that I would be really hard pressed to want to align with him and even though Justine and Noel are, of course, going to you know back each other up before you, it at least feels more consistent. Like you know what you're getting into. Like there's you have more. You this is can like get a, a better yeah, read on uh, what they're doing. Yeah, exactly what I was gonna say. And then you also still have Dwight kind of like floating around in there as a number. Yeah, and so so that's like like we mentioned. Jesse gets to pick whichever duo he wants to go with, and then that trio just goes to Dwight and says, "Well, you're gonna vote with us because that's your only option." Uh huh. Yeah. So Jesse... Dwight doesn't have a vote. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's very relevant to this. So they don't go to him yet, but maybe they do it to like keep him in the know uh-huh. so that he doesn't feel on the outs after the vote what well, that's what they should do but yeah. will they <laughs> or won't they i don't or know or will man. they just ignore him for the entire deliberation i don't know it's interesting uh also we have owen who i picked first and kind of like didn't necessarily self-destruct but just didn't have that great of a showing this episode uh but he still was not thankfully like an immediate uh pick to go home and it seems like he has a a relatively like close connection with ellie now more so than ellie you know had with the girls alliance um so that's looking good going forward but of the two ellie definitely like takes the spotlight here especially for this episode of being like the more driving and intelligent like force for sure. Mm-hmm. Ellie completely told the story of the Baca vote, basically, and was just a really good showing overall. You know, she knew what she was doing. She was weighing all her options. Here are the she options. Was making the Here's move. why I'm doing this. Yeah, pretty much. And then gave us the whole, like, recap right before Tribal of... Here are my decisions. I could pick this person for this reason, or I could pick this person for these reasons. What will I do? Find out soon. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just a very, very solid showing. In terms of how anyone has played the game so far, obviously she got the most opportunity to, but she definitely seems the strongest just out of the gate. Exactly. So that's fun. Anyone else um, really specifically like stand out? Not really. Yeah. Yeah, not too much. I thought like Lindsay was okay. Uh James, I think, is kind of interesting because we heard from him a little bit, but I honestly don't remember too much about what he was saying. He said he wants Nico to be a king. was like more proactive in making connections than I was expecting. Yeah. That I guess that's our uh, our feelings on most of the people. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess the only yeah. other ones that Lindsay didn't feel as generic as I would have expected. Yeah, especially because exactly. the last times we've seen the like Survivor mom, they were pretty invisible. Yeah, like up we until had Heather. Absolutely necessary. Who? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so to see her talk about the game a bit more and actually have screen time and you know a personality uh i'm you know glad to see it at the very least if it will go anywhere we'll have to see Mm -hmm. yeah i think yeah everyone kind of like got a little bit everywhere except which i feel is almost interesting except like mariah i feel like is strangely absent from the episode in a way considering she goes home and also considering she is decked out in color like i expected so much more like energy and personality and maybe she was like just worn down by the elements or maybe like she just dresses much more intensely than you know her personality actually reflects or maybe like the expectations are too high but like you know ultimately like mariah goes home this episode and it's not because she did anything wrong other than she just wasn't connected enough to anyone to like fight for her so when it came down to the vote it was like well if it you know it was like owen or mariah and owen had just better connections where people were like no let's not get rid of owen especially if that person is ellie um so mariah just didn't have anyone to really keep her around Mm -hmm. because going into it i really hard read her as a marianne but without the game sense Mm -hmm. right and that's sort of what i expected to be her downfall so if you told me oh mariah goes home first she's the first boot i'd say oh they you know just didn't she was too much. Yeah, she gets was on too, people's nerves. Too much energy. Too big of a personality. In the wrong spot. Yeah, but it really just didn't even feel like it was a vote against Mariah. Mm-hmm. More so, just we got to get rid of somebody. Got to get rid of someone. And Ellie wants strength, I guess, sort of. But you know, <laughs> there's always the question of okay, but what about Janine? It's really hard to sell the, like, second weakest person in the tribe that you should vote out according to challenge strength because it just means, like, they're (laughs) they're next. But I don't know. I think just Mariah's interesting because if she wasn't so colorful, I feel like she would be just one of, like, the most forgettable first boots 
just because like she doesn't really do much of anything and doesn't do anything wrong. Yeah. So if she was just like, you know, not colorful, we'd be like, who is that? What'd they do? Who knows? Maybe that was her strategy all along. Uh, and Janine too, kind of like just plays such a like secondary role to like Ellie. It just feels really difficult to like want to take her seriously at all going forward. She definitely came off like Ellie's right hand girl than anything mm-hmm. else. Cause like Janine had her confessional about the vote and you know, everything she said was totally fine and reasonable, but it just was kind of going over what was going on mm-hmm. more so than anything. Whereas like Ellie had a whole spiel about every little detail and nuance of it. And it came off like, you know, it was her decision as opposed to Janine, who was just like, this is the vote. And that was yeah, it. Yeah, It's hard to see like a big future for, for someone like Janine who like wants something different, doesn't get what they want. Doesn't really get to say much about that. And like, that's it. Yeah. So like, she seems like a very good number for Ellie, which is still, of you know the options for me still great to have because i do think ellie is going to be a very strong player especially through the pre-merge i would be very surprised if anyone on baka can turn the tables on her and so having her second her, her closest or at least potentially closest ally is the best i can kind of hope for yeah in the situation yeah, what? I just hope maybe she finds an idol or something and nets me some points in the meantime. What I think I am curious about is if we are just being told the same story with Ellie that we got with, like, Chantel and with Omer, where, like, we get this person who, like, looks like Ooh, they're doing the really mastermind. well in the game on paper and is, like, controlling the game socially and strategically. And then, like, they just get voted out because they get too big. Like, the threat level is just too big. And I'm curious if that is just what Ellie is going to be, if she'll just be around, make some good moves, and then, like, get noticed and voted out. I think it's probably too early to, like, make an assessment like that at this point. (laughs) It definitely is. But if I had to, you know, gun to head, had to make a hard read on the people, I think... I would guess that it would be between Ellie and Carla to win and then Ellie being the like savvier, more upfront game player, Mm -hmm. like you said, gets caught and then voted out. And then Carla, who also ends up being, you know, a very good player, but more low key, you know, sneaks through and then finds her spot, makes a move right at the end, maybe is the reason Ellie gets voted out and then that solidifies her as the winner, right? With never having a target on her back. So like, yeah, it's literally the first episode. None none of it matters. But if I had to make like a soul read on it, that's sort of the vibe I'm getting. Yep. I think that might be where we're going. I would love for something different, but you know, it's like if there starts to be a formula and it's just the same thing every time, it's that's kind of easy to notice. Right. That's sort of the like, concern about this new 
era of Survivor is that it's this really weird game of chicken where nobody wants to play the game and make it interesting because everyone knows that that increases your threat level. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, go to the logical extreme of this mentality. The entire preseason and early merge is extremely boring, right? People just make the most mundane votes possible with the least action so that they don't get attention on them. And the only thing that would change that is if you find out that you are that vote, if you try to throw something off, but then everyone knows that if you do that, then your threat level's higher, and it's just like, you know, again, the extreme of this is that nobody plays the game until as late as possible, which makes Survivor a very boring show. And if that if this is the storyline that we're getting again for, what, the third time in a row then it's heading that direction and it isn't going to be fun. Yeah, I wonder if the solution for that is if we just need, like, more people who are better at the game or if it's something that's related to, like, how the rules are set up. Because it's like, if we go back even to the winners at war, like, we have Tony who is totally, like, out in front and a huge character and making, like, big moves and does get all the way to the end and win. But you know, how much of that is because of like pre-existing super strong relationships versus like everything being contained within the game. Yeah. Cause you could say that they're all winners. So of course the higher level of gameplay is to be expected and people aren't going to necessarily care about that because there's more, general understanding more maturity when they look at the game and experience and stuff like that so they don't they don't have that same personal bias against yeah, you know it's like, the, it's like more confidence more upfront less player security about like if you don't yeah. do something big then you're gone but then the biggest thing to do is to get rid of the existing biggest person yeah and so you could say it's because they're just all winners and have those traits that they can respect somebody like tony and the way he played whereas going in you know taking that exact personality and putting it into somebody totally new and on a new cast then maybe it rubs them the wrong way and maybe they get targeted really quickly because they're playing too hard right um but you could also say like you said the relationships because winners at war is an extremely unique season and it's hard to really say why anything happened the way that it (laughs) did because there's just so much that we cannot know period Mm -hmm. also makes me wonder like how much like does the shorter season length like play into this like is there less opportunity for people to make deeper connections that like might be more important than just like trying to make a big move or you know is that like not as much of an element for people who like don't know any different i guess yeah i see what you mean because i can see it going either way i can see a longer season being making it worse because there's so much more time to do things and establish things Mm -hmm. that 
waiting super long um or th- there's more time for people to realize what's going on if you are sense. playing really hard right but I, yeah the other side i is think that your point think about the connections is like you is could a good get point. away with doing more because instead of just being like oh it's that guy who just made a big move it's like oh it's my alliance partner who just did something significant is it worth getting rid of them because they have a threat level now versus like sticking with them a little bit longer, like for my own security. Yeah. There's, there would be more weight to each vote in that situation. But now the game is expected to be like always fluid. So because nothing is going to be super solid, you might as well just like everyone can agree to vote out the biggest threat Mm -hmm. until you realize like that makes you the biggest threat. So it's yeah. we're just stuck in like an interesting loop of gameplay, but maybe as people like come on the show and have watched the recent seasons, maybe they will figure out some way around it. And that's why we need to invite Tony. Or maybe we like maybe <laughs> we get like another returnee season, makes things interesting. Or maybe we do like a blood versus water again, and that you know like brings in some interesting. Yeah, dynamics. I, I feel I feel like production seems averse to like any sort of themed season right now yeah yeah themes and returning seem on the back burner which is totally fine it just makes this specific game theory question very difficult to ascertain because i do think that a potential solution is having just like you know 16 18 insane players right just insanely good game savvy uh castaways but then it begs the question wouldn't the game savvy castaways know that (laughs) you can't play too hard so then again the better you are the less you play and it's just it's so it's a very weird difficult question yeah it's the, the new era is still new and things are shaking themselves out and you know it it's just the question of how much does Jeff want to, you know, tell a story versus have like an interesting and fair game, I guess. I do also think that this season might be the season that really establishes what the meta not not necessarily on its own, but like this season being the first season since the like pair of yeah. 41 and 42, I feel like this is what the new era is meant to be cuz 41 and 42 was like the weird, everything's crazy and wacky seasons. Blind, like everyone's figuring yeah, it's out blind. as they go. Yeah, and then this is the first season where they know more about what to expect from this forty-one and on survivor. And so, what, how they play now? I feel like is going to set the precedent for how to deal with this new era mm-hmm. yeah so it's an interesting season to keep an eye on i do feel like it would be nice to have another returnee season just because at least maybe greedily i haven't gone to watch other than winners at war which is a special case like we haven't done a full returnee season live 
we like had yeah. Edge of Extinction, which had, you know, a couple, a handful of returners in there as like captains. And then <laughs> I guess 39 had <laughs> Rob and Sandra hanging out. <laughs> and then 40 was all winners. So it's very unique. But I think it would be really fun to have another season here with just a bunch of random, like returning fun players both for like to see what sort of gameplay they would churn out and also like for drafting, I think would be really interesting since we've done like just newbies so many times in a row now. It would be fun for sure. But I guess that's what uh, history and other, (laughs) other nations of survivor are for. Of course. Okay. So we've talked a bit. We've talked pretty much about every every person in the game. The plot of this episode, not really that important. Not a lot really happens. It's just kind of like camp life and interacting, which, you know, is great. I love it. Um, but there's not too much strategy to really break down or anything. Yeah, and we basically already went over all of the, like, yeah. relationships that seem solid. We, you know, Carla's in the middle. Jesse's in the middle. Baka's weird, you know, (laughs) we got it. So in that case, uh, let's go ahead and jump over to points. So uh, everyone gets lots of points for the first episode because everyone has a maxed out team. We had two challenges plus uh, the tribes that lost the first reward challenge got a little mini like activity to do at home. Oh, we never talked about the savvy or sweat in a lot of detail. Oh yeah, the the savvy and sweat this season seemed really easy. Yeah, it was a little little like nerfed in terms of difficulty, season. like a little easier for everyone to just like solve without it being an all day like struggle challenge sort of thing. Yeah, I got oh <laughs> trying to do the the number one. I thought it was I thought I was giga smart. <laughs> doing 9,900 because you know in my head I can't think outside of the box yeah I can't think outside of the box I thought okay we have four digits we can you know make nine and nine and that's all that's the biggest numbers you can put in the biggest spots but of course yeah my my idea was to my idea was to take one of the small bones like one of just a single bone and take it out of like the eight or something and just put it at the end as like a single bone <laughs> and have yeah, that count a, a as very a one. Tiny one. And I thought that was super clever. Um, so that was kind of like, Oh, well of course, you know, if they're allowed to do more than, you know, the four digits in here, like obviously you can't do any better than tiny bone being a one. And then when we go to actually watch the episode, uh, Sammy, the genius makes just like a full sized one. And gets yeah, two, two more full size ones. So yeah, uh, three full size ones actually. Yeah, so that was pretty smart. It's crazy. Pretty smart move. Yeah. No, I would not have been able to do this. So if I, I think my, I could, my, I my think... brain would have just locked myself into, I have to work with the digit spaces I have. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think with enough time on the island, I could have, but it would have taken much 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 longer yeah it's a lot different to lock something in after thinking for like two minutes versus if like you're there you have a bunch of brains and you don't have anything else to do but like try and solve the puzzle 
probably like look at it a little closer. Or maybe if I used my small bone strategy, somebody else would think of the big bone strategy. Yeah, and that's wh- that's why we have a team. Yeah. You work together. But we also shout out to Sammy, the <laughs> quadruple quintuple uh-huh. threat. Absolute giga And then Ryan is very proud of like his X strategy. Uh Yeah, that's digging. the other thing. Like even the the sweat one was like not that hard. They got like, you know, a third of the way through their respective lines and he got it as opposed to walking back and forth with a bucket of water for four hours straight. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. I think, I mean, I think it's totally fair to make them easier. Cause as I've said, every single season, since they started doing this, you get no food mm-hmm. and no anything. I think it's stupid. So making these easier i'm totally fine with it's just hilarious to remember the absolute like mental gymnastics you have to do for the triangle one that would drive me crazy even just doing it here 51 triangles are so many to count yeah and remember it's absurd and to think and to look at it now it's like move two boys make big number (laughs) You're like, okay. Yeah, there's much more limit on what you can do versus, like, the triangles. You can so easily get lost in it all. But Yeah, it's so easy to miss one, and you're just screwed forever. Mm-hmm. But both tribes solved their, their minigame. So even though, like, starting off, uh, red team, start with a V, like, uh, Vessi. Vessi gets big points. Everyone gets some other, some, some chip change from there. Uh, immunity challenge comes along. Coco wins big, Vessi wins small, uh, Baka wins nada, uh, so that makes me kind of sad, but we also got some twists in there with the grab bag island, uh, Gabler gets an idol, so he's the big point earner for this episode, um, but ultimately, points shake out to me, uh, sitting at the bottom holding everyone up. With 26 points. Pretty good for an episode one. It's the first time this has ever happened. Two at the bottom. Uh, check last season. <laughs> uh, yeah, check any episode <laughs> from last season except for the last one. Uh, and then we got Fred next up with 31 points. Nice. And then our big point winner for today is Soaring at 32 <laughs> points. An entire one point. So the interesting How do thing you feel? With, uh, with Fred and Soaring is that they're tribe composition is the exact same so they'll be earning the same points no matter what the only difference is going to be the individual performance so in this case because carla chose the safe option uh fred got one point and because dwight took a risk dwight got two points now which could just you know go back and screw me over next time yeah now dwight cannot vote which doesn't necessarily take away any point potential Unless he just, like, gets voted out right away. And then it'll be squandered. But, episode one, you're the big winner. How do you feel, Soaring? I'd like to thank, uh, you know, every, everybody who's supported me along the way. Uh, you know, like, Zoe for editing the podcast. Uh, no, 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 we're not there yet. We're not there yet. I, I know, I know. I, I, I'm giving <laughs> my victory speech. Oh. And uh, myself for... Uh, you know, always, always persevering, uh, even when my draft picks didn't always work out. This is the season. This is the season you win. 
Hey, hey, I already won. I have something to, to say about that. I have no, to you win. Don't. <laughs> no. I don't know. So points looking good. Looking forward, you know, who knows what's in store? Will Baca go on an immunity run? I think so. No, I don't think so. But yet to be seen. Uh, now typically is when we would initiate trading. Uh, if we would like to swap players on a tribe, as long as they haven't been voted out yet, we can do so. We can offer in other little bonuses like points or future promises or modifiers. Um, I think what we ended up starting doing is whoever has like the least amount of points can make the first trade offer. Um, that being said, I feel like it's still so early that I like don't have that great of a read on a lot of people um, in terms yeah. of trading. Like, there's no one I feel like, at least who I have, like I would necessarily want to give up, and there's nobody that I think I would want that anybody would be willing to give up. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I don't think any of us really have a good grasp on this uh, cast yet to want to make any huge plays right now. Unless Fred, something's doing. Fred is buffering. Who would you want for Sammy? Ooh. Mm. See, I think the thing that's interesting with Sammy is that even though he was shown very favorably in this episode, he also got like totally screwed when it came to the vote. So it's going to be really interesting next episode to see how well he'll recover from that. Because basically he was like, I'm working with Mariah and I want to get Owen out. And Mariah went home and Owen's still here and Owen's in a much better position. Um, however, I do think they would still try to keep Sammy around for a little bit. I, would, I wouldn't want like Cody or NECA and I definitely wouldn't want Janine. And I don't think I have the heart to take Cassidy away from you. I would also never give you Cassidy. And I know you wouldn't give me Jesse or Carla either. No. So you're really asking who of your worst three people do I want? And the answer is none of them. Mm. I do think Fair I enough. would consider trading Owen or Gabler for somebody of similar potential value. But, you know, if Bach ends up winning every challenge anyways, then why would I give up my cash cows? You could just trade one of your Bacchus for Janine. Nah. I have right. no, I have no faith in Janine. Your loss. <laughs> yeah. It is interesting that Sammy has kind of become, like, the person I'm most confident in on my uh, on my tribe. But I still feel like... Yeah, your tribe kind of sucks. I do feel like in terms of getting <laughs> to the merge, I still feel decent about these people but less so about gabler at this point for sure but li yeah. at least on like my coco people i feel decent about Lindsay and james at least more so than ryan and geo yeah i would agree with that and i think i think soaring is actually an interesting spot here because i consider like ryan geo and dwight to all be in maybe dangerous spots Ellie is good, except unless I'm they just fine. decide to vote her out for being too good. But I don't think they'll do that pre-merge. And Justine and Noel are, are locked in together, at least from what we've seen. 
And on Fred's side, we have Cody and NECA who are locked in together. Kind of, maybe. (laughs) Carla and Cassidy are working together. Kind of, maybe. Jesse can kind of do whatever he wants. So, good good composition. The main important ones are Jesse and Carla being flexible. Mm -hmm. And Cassidy also seeming kind of flexible, if I remember. She didn't really establish, like, oh, I'm definitely working with this group they just sort of had the the four alliance but i think cassidy seems like the kind of person where if you know carla and geo went to her and were like hey let's set something up with like the three of us and one other person then she would be she would you know be all ears for that Mm -hmm. yeah i think i agree there okay well do you all have any other closing remarks before we head out for this week okay well, in that case then, that wraps it up for us here this week. If you want to go check out any of our other episodes, those are all over at rngshow.com, uh, including the draft for this season. If you want to see our thought process for everyone we have on our teams, I guess we didn't necessarily say out loud which individual person we each have I guess I kind of did in our trade section just then, but it's all there. Also, uh, you can look at all of this yourself over at our spreadsheet. The link to get to that is just rngshow.com slash 43, or you can just click the link in the show notes. It has information on the draft. It has our rule set. You can check out the results of the entire season. You can see the points like earned per individual person per episode. We also have a unit totals tab, which is fun and shows like which individuals are earning the most points currently uh so those are all fun thanks to flying for putting so much work into the spreadsheet making it look pretty making it functional (laughs) and getting it all set up thanks to zoe for editing the episode as always making us sound much better than we might actually talk in a conversation and cutting out my brilliant jokes Thanks to Subtact for the use of our theme song, Step Up. And we'll be back here next week to talk about another episode of Survivor. It's another longer episode. Doesn't mean a double boot. Who knows? We'll find out then. Goodbye. See you. Later.